Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit tonight. God bless him. Hallelujah. I wonder, would you give that hand clap unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Come on, would you do it from the bottom of your heart? Amen. He's worthy. He's holy. He's righteous. He's omnipotent. He's on time. Amen. He's never late. Come on, how many's tried him and found that he is good? Thank you, Jesus, for your kindness, for your love, for your mercy, God. There's nobody like you, Jesus. How many's glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. It's a good night to receive what you have need of from the Lord tonight. Amen. It's a good time to step out of the flesh and into the spirit. Amen. And pray that the Lord would touch you and move and work in your life. How many of those we need him like we've never needed him before? So how many of those we need him like we've never needed him before? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I was looking around and seeing some of these families, some of these babies dressed up in red, white, and blue. I said, man, that is pretty neat that they were thinking like that. And then I looked at myself and said, well, I did it too. Praise God. So I'm trying to be patriotic tonight, and, and I didn't even realize it. Praise God. Amen. Thankful for our country, for our nation. Amen. For all of those that gave their life for us, laid down their life so that we could have our freedom. Amen. Aren't we thankful? We ought to give all of those that served and gave their life a hand, their families, Amen, that are left behind. God, we thank you for the sacrifice that was paid. Amen, amen. Sounds a lot like Jesus. Amen, that he was willing, amen, to give his life so that we could be free from sin, free from darkness, amen, free from the chains that had us bound. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 24, verse number 4. Amen, this is what the Lord began to lay on my heart today during prayer. Amen, and I don't uh, feel like Pastor Moore was just ranting up here earlier, but I feel like he was feeling after the Holy Ghost and delivering his heart and his burden, amen, and uh, goes right along with what the Lord has dealt with me on today, amen, and I just want to do my best to obey the Holy Ghost tonight. How many wants God to have his way? I said, how many wants God to have his way? Amen. Are you, are you thankful for a man of God that has a burden for your soul? has a burden for your family, has a burden for your children, for your lost loved ones. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 4. says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, this is uh, right after they have asked him about the signs of the end of, of time. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. Jesus lays out a lot of things here, but the first thing he is careful to admonish his followers of is take heed 
that no man deceive you. For there's going to be many opportunities. Many people are going to come saying, I am Christ. Amen. Many false prophets are going to arise. Just be careful that you be not deceived. Amen. And uh, there's a lot of things that are taking place around us. Amen. And I, I believe uh, that even as I was reading this passage here tonight, amen, how true it wrong in your spirit, just from the things that we are experiencing in our day and in our hour. How many can say amen to that? Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across this house and all across this sanctuary. Lord Jesus, I come before you. God, I pray, God, that you would anoint every ear to hear your word tonight, God. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me, God. I pray that you would give me a boldness and wisdom, God, to preach your word tonight without fear and without favor, without respect of persons, God. Lord, I pray that you'd use me as a tool, as an instrument in the palm of your hand, God. Uh, use me to sound the trumpet, God. Uh, Lord, to sound the wake-up call in this house tonight, God. Uh, Lord, I admit my dependence upon you, God. Empty me of myself. Uh, empty me of my own ideas and opinions, God, and fill me with your holy anointing, God. Uh, Lord, I pray for every individual that's gathered here together tonight, God, that you would touch their heart, touch their mind, God. Uh, let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Let it lift the heavy burden uh, off the shoulders of your people tonight, God. Uh, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you all glory, uh, all honor, and all praise, God. Bind up the broken heart and set every captive soul free and if any good thing would happen in this house tonight Lord let it be said that it was because of your anointing I wonder could we clap our hands together one more time hallelujah somebody shout unto God Come on, you ought to lift your voice like a trumpet. Come on, prepare your heart. Prepare your mind. Say, Lord, prepare me. God, I want to receive your word, God. Oh, Lord, I don't want to take this service lightly. But, God, I want you to minister to me, God. Work on me. Perform an operation on my heart, God. Cut out those things that ought not to be there, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, that's right. Would you just feel after him for a moment? God, you are mighty. God, you are awesome. God, you were faithful, and God, you were good. I open up my heart to you. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. I want to preach to you what the Lord has laid on my heart tonight. Amen. And, and Brother Moore already let you in on the little secret, but uh, this is not a snake. Amen. Just want to make that very clear, Sister Moore. Amen. All of you sitting back there in the back. Amen. This is a rope. Amen. This is just a simple rope. It can't bite you. Can't do nothing to you. Amen. But I want to preach to you tonight what the Lord has laid on my heart. It's time to get a grip. Amen. It's time to get a grip. Here in our passage, Jesus has just been asked about the signs of the end of the world. And, and his first uh, words to him, uh, to those that were there around him before he began to dive off into the topic and, and into the subject, he said, I want you to understand. I'm, I want to let you in on something at the very beginning before we ever get started. Uh, be not deceived. Uh, uh, there's a lot of ideas and there's a lot of opinions. Uh, and in the day and hour that we're living in, there's a lot of religions and there's a lot of teachings that say this is the way 
way or either they say there is not one certain way but there is many ways and it really doesn't matter what you do just as long as you're doing something and, and even if you don't feel like doing something then that's okay too just uh, just live a good life and maybe uh, uh, you'll be saved if there is a heaven and if there is a hell maybe uh, uh, God will love you enough that he'll spare you from that place uh, just because uh, you're a person and just because uh, maybe you said a few words in your life uh, uh, but Jesus said I want you to understand there's going to be many people uh, that are going to come saying I am Christ and they're going to deceive many uh, there are many people uh, as he goes on to say even that false prophets would arise uh, and what are they going to do they're going to deceive many uh, uh, with their easy teachings and their easy believisms uh, uh, with their with their little prayers that, that they say uh, if you'll just repeat this after me you'll be saved uh, you don't have to worry about anything else uh, uh, just say this little sinner's prayer and everything will be alright with you uh, uh, just do your best to live a life uh, uh, that is free from addictions and maybe uh, you can find salvation but I want to let somebody know here uh, in the house of the Lord tonight there is only one way to be saved uh, there's only one way to be delivered from your sins uh, and that is by the mighty power of the name of Jesus Christ. When you repent of your sins and turn around and say, God, I'm not pursuing the things of the world anymore. I'm not pursuing the things of my flesh anymore. But I'm making up my mind to serve you with all my heart. God, I'm going to go down in a watery grave. Not in any other name but the name of Jesus Christ. For in the name of Jesus Christ, there is remission. There is the washing away. There is the removal of my sins. The removal of your sins. It's not just a type of symbolism but it is a necessity. It is a must. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In my studies uh, many of you know that I was doing uh, the LEAP program through Wilson and we were required in one of our classes to read an article uh, from Billy Graham. And uh, we've always preached that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, in his teachings, he taught that it was the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he left out the part about the burial. But I want to let somebody know here tonight in the house of the Lord that there has to be a death. There has to be that repentance. Uh, and then there has to be that burial where we are buried with him uh, in, in his wonderful name, the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, and only then after we are buried in that wonderful name uh, can we be risen up again in newness of life. Uh, can I tell you, you cannot skip uh, the part where we have to bury ourselves uh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Uh, we cannot skip over the barrel. I know it looks nasty. I know it looks dirty and it looks ugly. But Jesus said you've got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Hey, come on, I choose not to just believe a part of the truth. I choose not to believe just a little bit. But God, I want to hold on to everything that you have for me. I don't want to just be a partway Christian. I don't want to just be an almost Christian. But I want to be all in. Hey, I want to throw it all everything else to the side and say just let me have Jesus whatever it takes I must be saved hallelujah and as we look around amen the wars 
the rumors of wars all around us. Amen. The times that we live in uh, could very easily be said that, that they're crazy, chaotic, confusing. Amen. It's, it's crazy how, how a man could say, well, I, I, I feel like I want to be a woman, so that's what I'm going to do. And how a woman can say, well, you know what? I really feel like I'm supposed to be a man, so uh, that's, I think that's what I'm going to do. The craziness and the chaos and they're trying to blur all the lines and trying to cross uh, uh, over every line that has ever been laid down and every line that's ever been drawn. Why? Uh, so if they could get it to a place uh, where there's no longer any right and any wrong, uh, then anything goes and nothing really matters and there is no absolute truth. Can I tell you, people don't want to live in a way where they think that their sin is displeasing to God, but they want to think I can do whatever I want to do and still be alright with God. I can say whatever I want to say and still be alright with God. I can live any way that I want to live. Hey, I'm choosing to live this way, but don't you dare open your mouth about what I'm doing if you don't agree with what I'm doing. Just keep your mouth shut and let me live like I want to live. Let me ram it down your throat. But I want to tell you here in the house of the Lord tonight that it's time for men and women of God to rise up and say you know what? We're going to stand against sin. We're not going to hate the sinner but we're going to preach against the sin. We're not going to hate the person that's bound by sin but we're going to preach against the sin that has them bound because we don't want to see them alone and we don't want to see them die and go to a lake of fire that is never quenched and that never dies. Hallelujah. So they're going to afflict you and they're going to kill you. And I know that up until this point, we're kind of shielded from that here in the United States of America, but there are Christians that are dying every day, not because they've committed some crime, uh, but because of who they are and who they believe in and who they put their hope uh, and their confidence in. They're dying every day uh, in Muslim countries uh, all across this world. They're dying uh, every day in places uh, oh, that do not believe in Jesus Christ, uh, that do not accept Him as the King of Kings uh, and the Lord of Lords. Uh, and and in this, especially in this nation that we're living in. I've never seen so many people get offended about, about things in all my life. It's easy to offend somebody nowadays if you say something that they don't like or if you say something that rubs against their grain. Oh, they'll get offended and they'll get upset and they'll get mad. But can I tell you, now is not the time to tiptoe around the truth. Now is not the time to play around with the Word of God. But now is the time to stand flat-footed and declare the same at the word of God. You must, you must, you must be born again. You must lay aside the sins and the filth and the junk and the corruption of this world. You must repent of your sins and allow God to move and work in your life. Hallelujah. People will hate one another, Jesus said. And I don't even have to expound on most of this. You can see it all around you. 
all the politics and all the division the that's tried. They, they, they want it to be that way. They want there to be division. They want it to be brother against brother, uh, uh, race against race. They want it to be that way. They want that animosity be there to be there. Why? Because in the midst of division, there is confusion. And in the midst of confusion, sin can reign and sin can run rampant. Can I tell you, he said, the love of many is going to wax cold. Why? Because sin abounds. Iniquity abounds. How many people do you see that all they're worried about is pleasing themselves? They're not worried about anybody else. Their love is wax cold. And all they're worried about is what I can do to better myself and what I can do to make myself feel good. And what can I do to bring pleasure and enjoyment to myself? Come on, sin has caused people to live selfish lives and to live lives that disregard their own children, that disregard their own families, doing whatever it takes for the next fix and the next high. Doesn't that sound a lot like where we're living right now? Doesn't that sound a lot like the world that we're living in? Oh, you might say, well, preacher, how can I be saved and how can I overcome in a world that's so bad and that's so horrible? Can I tell you, Jesus said, he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I come to preach to somebody tonight and tell you it's time for you to get a grip on things. It's time for you to shake yourself. It's time for you to wake up and say, I'm making up my mind. I will not be lost. I'm going to endure. I'm making up my mind. It's not over until God says it's over. I will endure. Hallelujah. Amen. I know, I know some of you probably heard, amen, I've, I've heard several different preachers mention or say it, amen. But you know what to do when you get to the end of your rope, amen. You tie a knot in the end of the rope. And what do you do then? You just hold on. You just tie a knot in the end of that thing and say it doesn't matter how far I get pulled. It doesn't matter what God has to do to save me. I'm just going to hold on and let God pull me through. I'm going to hold on and let God deliver me. I'm going to hold on and let God have his way in my life. I've come to tell somebody tonight, it's time that you shake yourself. It's time that you stir yourself. We're living in the end times. Can I tell you that? to be a sense of urgency that comes over you where you make up your mind I've got to do this for my children I've got to do this for my spouse I've got to do this for my family I'm going to get a hold of the word of God and I will not let go I'm going to grab a hold of the truth of God's word and I will not relent until there's revival until the Holy Ghost is blowing in my life John chapter 6 verse 66 and 67 says from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him then said Jesus unto the twelve will ye also go away amen as long Jesus was feeding the 5,000 with just a few fish and five loaves of bread. They, they was enjoying that, brother, uh, brother Ford. They was enjoying 
watching God work all these miraculous encounters. And man, that was exciting to them, Pastor, uh, when they were seeing everything that Jesus was doing. Uh, and man, the crowds begin to flock to Jesus. Uh, and they begin to get excited. Uh, but then Jesus began to uh, break the truth down to them. Uh, and he began to teach them about the bread of life. that's uh, come down out of heaven. Uh, and he begins to tell them this isn't like uh, that bread that your forefathers ate of in the wilderness. Uh, but this is the true bread uh, that came down out of heaven. He started kind of crossing them up and what they thought was that they wanted to lean on and what they wanted to rest on. And he began to kind of go against the grain a little bit and he began to tell them, if you're hungry, I am the bread of life. And if you're thirsty, I am that drink that will satisfy you. Except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you cannot have any part with the Father. You cannot have any part in me. Can I tell you, there's some things that the man of God might preach over this pulpit that might rub you the wrong way, but you got to make up your mind. As for me and my house, we will be saved. As for me and my family, we will be saved. I'm making up my mind. You're not going to offend me, Pastor. I want to move of God in my home. I want to move of God in my family. We must be saved. I was on the phone with my brother the other day. And y'all know this ain't like me to tell stories like this when I'm preaching, but that's all right. I was on the phone with my brother the other day. And he said, well, I said, Clay, you know, when I get in church, oh, it's going to be with all my heart. I'm not going to be like some of them, in and out, in and out, back and forth. I'm going to be in it with all my heart. I'm not going to be a hypocrite like some of these people are hypocrites. And I told him, I said, brother, let me tell you something. Them sitting on that pew, they might not be doing right. But at least they're sitting in the presence of the Lord. And they can hear something come across that pulpit. Hey, they might be hypocriting. They might be wishy-washy back and forth. But that power of conviction can get a hold of them and bring them down to that altar and deliver them. Can I tell you, I told him this. I said, there's only two options. You're either saved or you're lost. There's no other way around it. You've got to make up your mind for yourself. I will save myself from this untoward Generation. It's time for somebody to reach out and grab a hold and get a grip on it and say, I'm like a bulldog. I will not let go. I will not stop until the work is finished. He said, you, these teachings that Jesus taught them, they said, we like the miracles a lot better than this. We like the shout, Pastor Moore. We like the feel-good dance. Woo! We even like coming down and, and letting you lay hands on us, Pastor. It feels good when the anointing of God starts moving. Oh, we even like it when they sing them fast ones and we run the aisles a little bit. I might roll on the floor every now and then. That feels good. Hey, but don't preach to me. Thus saith the word of God. Don't rub me the wrong way, preacher. You just might offend me and I might find me somewhere else. Can I let you know tonight it's God's will for you to make up your mind 
mind. I love truth and I'm not going anywhere. I love truth and I'm going to hang on. I'm going to get a grip like never before. You can't shake me loose devil. You can't run me off. I got my mind made up. Truth begin to separate and truth begin to bring a divide. God help me, Jesus. Truth begin to draw some lines in the sand and said, I know you like all this. I know you like the feel good part of Pentecost. I know you like the Holy Ghost moving on you, but are you willing to lay aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset you? Is that all you want is to shout? Or is there something in you that says, I want the word of God. I want the truth of God's word. It'll set me free. It'll break the chains off of my life. I want more of the word of God than ever before. It got so bad that Jesus looked at his 12 that he had chosen, Brother Ford. He said, will ye also go away? And Simon Peter in verse 68 says, then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Now, I want to stop there for a second. There's a lot of places to go. There's a lot of places we can run to. But Peter, he understood. He had a revelation of something. He said, where can we go? Because he was measuring it by a certain standard. He knew there was a lot of other teachers out there. There's a lot of other places he could have went, but he was stuck in his mind. There is, where else can we go? What he said was, thou hast the words of eternal life. Peter said, hey, I'm just looking at all my options, and I don't see very many, Jesus. There's nowhere else that I can go that has the words of eternal life. There's nowhere else that I can go that has the truth like you have it, God. I might not always like it, it might not always taste good it might rub me the wrong way it might bruise my toes but God let it bruise my heart until I run to the altar and say God cleanse me and do a work in my life with all the craziness in this world we don't have time to be playing games with God with all this junk going on around us we don't have time to be going through the motions with all the chaos going on around us we don't have time to be playing games with God but it's time to tie a knot in the end of the rope and say God wherever you're taking me I'm going to follow you and if it goes against the grain I'm just going to hold on and if you have to pull me through I'm going to stand the pulling if you got to drag me through then God I'm just going to hold on and trust that you know best and trust that your will and your ways are a lot higher than mine. It's time to wake up. It's time to stir ourselves. I might not like everything that I'm hearing. 
But it's time to reach out and get a grip. Because Jesus, you have the words of eternal life. I might not like every every line upon line and precept upon precept. I might not like every dotting of the I and every crossing of the T. There might be some things that rub against my flesh. And my flesh might rear up. But that's why i got to crucify my flesh. That's why i got to find me an altar somewhere. It says, hey, if pastor's preaching it from the book, then i got to line up to the book. Hey, when you line up to pastor's teachings, you're not lining up to Pastor Moore. You're lining up to God. This thing is bigger than Pastor Moore. You think you're going against him, but you're going against God. You think you're doing it your way. Hey, It doesn't really matter what he says. Hey, You're going against God. This thing is bigger than us. We're just messengers. Hey, We're just sent as watchmen on the wall to cry loud. you got to prepare the way. you got to make the path straight for Jesus God let me reach out and get a grip on this thing I don't want to be lost I don't want to be lost I don't want to take it lightly only to realize one day I played around just a little bit too long and I missed out on what God was doing in my life. It's time, time to shake ourselves. It's time to say, well, you know what? I, I don't want to let truth and holiness shake me loose from this thing. I don't want to let the word of God offend me. And I get mad and walk out these doors. I don't want to allow an ism and a schism between my brother and my sister to cause me to walk out of those doors and say, you know what? They're just a bunch of hypocrites. They're just a bunch of no goods. They're just a bunch of nobodies. Who, who do they think they are anyway? At that moment, I want to find me an altar and say, God, get it out of me. Get it out of me. Get it out of me. God, I'm holding on. Pull me through. Pull me through this thing, God. I don't want to die in my bitterness. I don't want to die in my anger. I don't want to die here. Pull me through. Proverbs 23, 23 says, by the truth. And sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Amen. Now, God, I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. I ain't got this in my nose, but I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You got to buy the truth and sell it not. And it goes even beyond that. Come on, if your pastor comes to you with words of wisdom and words of understanding and speaks over your life, hey, you need to do your best to say, God, I might not necessarily like it, but if you gave that to my pastor to give me advice, then I'm going to bow my knee in an altar and say, God, give me the strength to stand the pulling. Give me the strength to allow you to work this stuff out of my life. I'm making up my mind tonight. Hey, I'm going to get a grip on this thing. You're not going to pull me loose. You're not going to shake me loose, but I'm holding on with determination and grit. It says, God, I'm buying the truth. I'm buying the whole package, not just part of it, but I want all of it. Give me the bundle deal. Give me the bundle deal. I don't want to have all but I want all of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
the price for truth. And once you have it, hang on to it. Be willing to sell out and say it's never been about me anyway. But God, it's all about you. Buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth. And when the old Lucifer comes knocking on the door, tell him it's not for sale. My soul's not for sale. My family's not for sale. Hey, my future's not for sale. My eternal life is not on the table. We're not going to negotiate. We're not going to compromise. We're not going to reach a friendly agreement. Hey, me and the devil, we agree on one thing, my brother. I hate him. And he hates me. And it's time for somebody to quit letting the devil push you around. And you need to let the devil know, hey, I'm sold out. My mind's made up. My foot's on the rock. Yes! I'm selling out to this thing. My mind's made up. I've got a bulldog grip. And I will not let go. The Bible is the only book that has the words of eternal life. You're not going to find it in the bestseller section of, uh, of self-help books somewhere and say, hey, if you try these certain steps, you'll have a great life. You're not going to find it there. You're not going to find the words of eternal life there. You're not going to find it by searching Google and saying uh, a book on, on how to turn my life around in and, and five easy steps. You're not going to find uh, the words of eternal life there. But where you're going to find the words of eternal life uh, is through tears running down your face uh, with this book, uh, with these 66 books open, uh, saying, God, search my heart. Uh, let this word be a lamp uh, unto my feet uh, and a light unto my path. Uh, God, if I'm walking the wrong direction, reveal it to me and God give me a man of God that'll stand up and tell me thus saith the word of God hey my soul is too important to go to hell hey I don't want to play around with God but preacher tell me what do I gotta do to be saved word of God tell me what do I gotta do to inherit eternal life In Acts chapter 11, verse 21, this is in Antioch where they were first called Christians at Antioch. It says, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch. Who, when he came... And had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. That word cleave unto, that phrase means to stay further, remain in a place. It means to adhere, to persevere in, to abide still, to be with, to hold unto, to continue in. Can I tell you, Barnabas said, I'm glad of what Jesus has already done in your life. I'm glad he has turned you around. I'm glad he's 
given you joy. I'm glad that he's given you peace. But let me tell you, make up your mind. Purpose with all your heart to cleave unto the Lord. Can I tell you, it's not just enough to let God touch you. It's not just enough to let God move on you every once in a while. But there ought to be something on the inside of you that says, I'm going to hold on to Jesus if it's the last thing I do. I'm going to hold on. It doesn't matter what's being preached. It doesn't matter what i got to lay aside. I'm going to hold on to the Lord with all my heart. I'm here tonight to ask you. I'm here tonight to beseech you. Cleave unto the Lord. Make up your mind. I'm holding on to him. What Barnabas was saying, oh, it's time to get a grip. It's time to reach out with everything within you and hold on to what God is doing in your life. Oh, tie that knot in the end of the rope and say no matter what happens, when push comes to shove, I'm holding on. I'm holding on to the truth of the Word of God. I'm holding on to the work that God is doing in my life. For that very same work that God has started in me, He will keep on until it is finished, until it is complete. Oh, can I ask you here tonight, what is it that you're struggling with what is it that you're hanging on to what is it that you're allowing to come in between your relationship with God I exhort you tonight to lay it on the altar I exhort you Hey, there ought to be something on the inside of you that begins to prick your heart there ought to be some conviction that falls on you and says hey hey, if it's not like God I'm going to get it out of my home if it's contrary to the word of God I'm going to get it out of my heart if it's contrary to what God wants to do in my life then I'm laying it on the altar don't just start with Jesus but stay with Jesus don't just begin with Jesus but finish with Jesus John 8 And 31, verse 32 as well, says, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus said, I know that you've already believed on me. But if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. It's one thing to start the race, but it's another thing to continue in the race. It's one thing that when you first come down to the altar to clean up your life and to get junk and mess out of your life, oh, but it's another thing to continue with all that stuff removed out of your life, with all those things that once had you bound. It's one thing to lay pornography on the altar and leave it there, and then it's another thing to run back to it and pick it back up again. It's one thing to take the television out of your home hey, when you first come down to the altar and make things right with God. But then it's another thing to run out and get another one and bring it back into your home. Hey, it's one thing to make up your mind in an altar and say, hey, I'm going to do this right and I'm going to do it according to the Word of God. But then to get down the road a little ways and say, well, maybe that's not important anymore and maybe I don't need to follow with that anymore. Hey, it's one thing to say, I'm not going to do all these things 
things, but it's another thing to continue in it. It's one thing to say I'm not going to gossip anymore, but then go back to it. It's one thing to say I'm not going to cheat anymore, but then go back to it. It's one thing to say I'm coming out from the world, but then you go right back. God help me, Jesus. Y'all, y'all, I've preached enough. To, y'all, y'all know that I'm, I'm a loving, caring kind of guy, and I preach with love and compassion. But I want to tell you tonight with all my heart. He said, you got to continue in the truth you want to be one of my disciples. If you want to be one of mine, you can't be like those that were there for the loaves and the fishes and, and go back to it and leave when, when I start teaching and preaching truth in your life. Hey, you got to be like Peter and say, Lord, I don't know where else I can go because I'm here. I'm not here for the loaves and the fishes. I'm here because I'm here for eternal life. I'm here because I want to be saved. Come on, why are you here tonight? I'm not trying to be ugly, but why are you here? Are you here just because family here? Are you here just because you like to see Pastor Moore get excited? Are you here because you like the music? Why are you here? Are you here because you want to be saved and it doesn't matter what price you got to pay? God, I'm willing to lay it all down. God, I'm just going to hold on until deliverance comes. I'm going to hold on until you finish the work that you started in my life. I wonder would you lift your hands right now Lord across this house as we begin to talk to Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah hey some of you here tonight you're letting your kid go places on your phones and on their phones and kids that ain't even old enough they don't even know the responsibility and I don't preach against Instagram Facebook and all that but your little kids have no business getting on phones and going and hiding in a room somewhere you don't know what they're looking at you don't know what they're doing you don't know what they're partaking in something ought to rise up on the inside of you that says I'm grabbing a hold of truth and I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to use my cell phone as a babysitter, but God help me to raise my children in the truth. Help me to teach them how to grab a hold and hang on. God help me. You can be seated. Hallelujah. We got to continue in the Word of God. Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? You were doing a good job, but now there's some confusing, vo- confusing voices in your life. You're doing things you know you ought not to be doing. You're allowing things to throw you off to, to mess you up. 
But can I tell you, if we're going to be saved in the day and hour that we're living in, it's going to be because we got a made-up mind. It's going to be because we, 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 we realize, God, I'm not good enough by myself. I'm not good enough on my own. I'm not good enough to make it by myself. Pastor Moore, I'm not smart enough to preach the Word of God like it needs to be preached. I'm not intelligent enough to tell you everything that you need to know without God helping me and without God moving and working in my life. Hey, and if you've got an anointed man of God that sold out the truth, Hey, then that's more than you could ask for. That's more than you could have bargained for. Because it's going to take a man of God standing on a wall that says, I will not bend. I will not bow. I will not break. You will not pressure me. You will not force me. You will not bribe me. You will not change my mind. Hey, I'm doing a good work. And I will not. I cannot come down. Somebody's got to man the wall. Somebody's got to foresee what's coming and what's going to happen next. It's the truth that sets us free or makes us free. Hallelujah. It's the truth that makes us. Sometimes I might not feel like it, but if I'm really sold out to the truth, it's going to make me do some things, Brother Four. It's going to make me sell out. It's going to make me say, well, I might like doing this. I might like uh, what, that, what that makes me feel like. I, I, I might like partaking in that. Oh, but if it's God's will for me to lay it aside, then, and if I never lay it aside, then I'm never free, and I'm never fully set free by the power of God. But when I allow the Word of God to make me free, when I allow the truth of God to work some things out of me, it causes me to be able to stand before a God that will one day say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Notice how he says you've been faithful over a few things. Come on, we try to multiply it sometimes and be like well that's a whole lot you're asking us to do God. That's a whole lot that you're expecting out of us but baby when you compare it to the goodness and the glory of God and the magnificence of heaven, it's just a little bit compared to what he's done for me. It's just a small part compared to the price that he paid for me I'm going to prepare a place for you and where I am you can be also Ephesians 4 and 5 says one Lord one faith and one baptism God I want to buy the truth and sell it now a lie binds me up but the truth makes me free. God, there is only one Lord. Hero is of the Lord thy God is one Lord. Oh, just one Lord. Hey, there's only one faith. There's only one way to be saved. There's only one baptism. And that's by the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I got some family members that have a big old church that they call the Life Church. Oh, they used to preach this, this old time way. They used to baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. But now they 
say, hey, whatever your preference is, Brother Ford, if you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, we'll do that for you. Hey, if you want to be baptized in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we'll do that for you. But if you just want to be baptized without having anything called over you, we'll just baptize you under repentance. I come to tell you tonight, it's time that we make up our minds. Hey, I love this truth. I love the Word of God, sister, and I won't sell it for nothing. I'm not here to compromise with the devil. That's not a deal on the table because my soul's at stake. I must be saved. I must be saved. Some of you try to treat your spirit like a business deal. You try to operate like you're buying and selling stocks or something. When you need to make up your mind, I don't have to sit down at a table to negotiate with the devil. The price has already been paid by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I can be born of the water and of the spirit. I can allow him to set me free by his grace and his goodness in my life. Hallelujah. I, I don't have to I don't have to Google Donald Trump, the art of the deal, try to figure out how to negotiate with the devil. But I can let him know, hey devil, there's no deals here. I've done bought the truth and it's not for sale. I done sold out to Jesus and there's no vacancy left here anymore. Jesus. I don't have room for tobacco. I don't have room for alcohol. I don't have room for drugs. I don't have room for abusing my prescription drugs. I don't have room for gossip. I don't have room for lies. All I got room for is Jesus. I've done sold out. Y'all wondering what happened to me. That's all right. I'm just going to right back and preach tonight. It's all all right, Pastor. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo. Somebody ought to let the devil know tonight I done made up my mind. Somebody ought to point your finger in the devil's face. Say, you've been trying to accuse me. You've been trying to blame me. You've been trying to ridicule me. But I made up my mind. I'm not going where you're going, honey. I'm not going to be bound by chains and thrown in a lake of fire. But I done bought her. The greatest thing going, and that is the gift. That is the gift. That is the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 It's time. I said, It's time. You can be seated. Hallelujah. It's a holiday. I get time and a half, don't I? That means I can preach 45 plus 22 and a half more. What's that? Somebody figure that out for me. I'll just take it in time. Amen. Is that all right, Sister Moore? You know what I love about this church, Pastor Moore? They love some of that good old preaching. Praise God. I said, y'all love some of that good old preaching. Hallelujah. Hey, hey. The devil is not afraid of a compromising church. 
The devil's not afraid of a church that says, water it down for me, pastor. But the devil's afraid of a church that stands to their feet and says, hey, tell me, thus saith the word of God. Tell me what I got to do to be saved. Hey, you want me to lay aside my lies? You want me to lay aside all those things that I've been partaking in? You want me to let go of the pleasures of this world? You want me to let go of what's got me bound? That's all right. I'll lay it on the altar. I don't have to partake in that. Just give me Jesus. I'm buying the truth. And it's not for sale. Can I tell you? Hallelujah. I know y'all, y'all getting excited right now. I might just calm you down a little bit right here. But can I tell you what needs to happen in this house tonight? Somebody needs to make up their mind tonight. When this service ends, when the altar call is given, I'm going to be in the altar making things right with God for one thing. But when this service ends, I'm going to be at my house, and I'm going to be cleaning out my living room. I'm going to be cleaning out my closet. And before I do all that, I'm going to clean out my heart in the presence of God. I don't have room for the junk of this world in my life anymore. I'll tell you what we need. We need a good old-fashioned altar call where there's some junk and some mess left on the altar where people make up their mind. I'm not going back to that anymore. Hey, I might have been living half-hearted up to this point, but maybe not anymore after tonight. I'm going to get a grip on this thing. And I tell you that you should be baptized with a sense of urgency that says, I gotta have Jesus because when He splits those skies, there will be no more altar calls. When He comes back, there will be no more chance to pray. There will not be a crazy preacher with a rope around his neck screaming at you. Hey, prepare the way, make his path straight. But it's right now. Now's the time. You gotta get a grip. Starting's only part. You got to finish. He that endures to the end shall be saved. My life would make your way to the music. You can be seated. Romans chapter 13, verse 11 through 14 says, And that knowing the time. Does anybody know what time it is? I'm not talking about 8 30, 9 o'clock. I'm talking about do you really know what time it is? I said, do you really know what time it is? On the scale of eternity, do you know what time it is? Or you can look at your phone and you can say, preacher, it's been a certain amount of time. It's been this amount of time. This is the date that it is. This is the hour that it is. But do you really know what time it is? That now is hot time. To awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is forspent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly. As in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness. Not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. What are you trying to say to us, Brother Paul? 
It is time to wake up and realize how real this battle for your soul is. It's time for you to wake up and realize that Satan's not playing games with you. We said it last night. Simon, Simon, Satan had desired to have you that he may ship. Satan's playing for keeps. Jesus said he wants to sift you like wheat. He wants to shake you back and forth on that colander. And if there's a hole big enough for you to fall out of, then you're going to fall out. But if you say, God, no matter what it takes, I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. It's time for me to get a grip. My family's too important. My children's too important. My marriage is too important. I'm going to get a grip. And I'm going to hang on. I'm running from the darkness. And I'm putting on the armor of light. Because I realize I need you, God, like I've never needed you before. God, I'm going to put you on, Jesus. Clothe me with your spirit, Jesus. I don't want to make any room, any provision for the flesh. I don't want to leave any room for the devil to have control in my life. But I'm going to shut every door. I'm going to lock every window. And I'm going to let the light shine in my life. I'm going to let the light shine in my home. Oh, God, I'm taking a hold of this thing. I'm getting a grip on this thing. I'm redeeming the time. Make no room for the flesh. But hang on to God with everything that's within you. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your lawns girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shy with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All these pieces of the armor, except for two of them, is what you put on. You put on the shoes. You put on the helmet of salvation. You wear it. The breastplate of righteousness. You wear it. You wear the belt of truth. But then you got to get a grip on some things. He said you got to reach out and grab that shield of faith. It's not built into the garments. But it's something extra that you got to pick up. You got to hold on to it. 
Maybe you're here tonight and you're struggling with your faith and you're struggling with wondering why is bad things happen to good people and why, why am I dealing with what I'm dealing with? Why am I struggling with what I'm struggling with? Get a grip on that shield of faith. Hold on to it. Having done all to stand, I'm going to stand. I'm going to do a checklist, a helmet of salvation check, breastplate of righteousness check, shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace, a belt of truth. God, do I got everything that you said I could have? And then I'm going to take that sword of the Spirit and I'm going to get a grip on it. And I'm going to step out into the fight. I'm going to say, God, give me power and give me authority to hang on because I'm fighting against principalities and evil spirits and all these things that are warring not only against me, but they're warring against my children, against my home, against my family, against my church family, against my friends, against my neighbors. Somebody's got to lift up the shield of faith when the enemy is launching in its lies, when the enemy is shooting that jealousy and that envy and that anger at you and he's trying to stir you up. You've got to have something to quench the fiery thoughts of the enemy. You gotta have a hold of something. You gotta have a hold of something. That word of God that says, Devil, I'm not here to talk a peace deal with you. I'm not here to, to tell you, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm so beat down. Let's just come to an agreement. Let's just wave the, the white flag of surrender and say, well, uh, maybe we can compromise a little bit, devil. Uh, hey, I, I'll let this remain if you'll just back off from me a little bit. Uh, I'll partake in this one little sin uh, if you'll just uh, release a, a little of your pressure off of me. Uh, oh, but no, honey, there ought to be something on the inside of you uh, that says I'm grabbing a hold uh, of the Word of God. Uh, I'm grabbing a hold of the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and I'm going to take dominion and I'm going to take authority I will not be beat down but I will be victorious he that endures to the end the same shall be saved I'm just being real with you tonight. I'm just being real with you tonight. There's some of you under the sound of my voice tonight. There's some that's not here that ought to have been here. I understand all that. But you're here tonight. And you will be held accountable for the word of the Lord. But I'm, God help me, Jesus. I'm sorry, Pastor Moore. Hallelujah. You're holding on to some things. And you're fighting against things that you ought not to be having to fight against. Because you're holding on to things that you know that the Word of God teaches you against. We're not here to judge you tonight. We're not here to make light of you. We're not here to make fun of you. But we're all in this thing together tonight. I said we're all in this thing here together tonight. And guess what I'm doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? I'm going to get preached to because I need preaching for myself.
You know what I do every Thursday night when I'm not preaching? I make it, a, make it my best effort to be at my home church. Pastor Moore, I make my best effort to sit under my pastor. He tries to get me to preach sometimes, and I tell him, Pastor, if you want me to preach, I'll preach. But please just let me sit here and listen to you because I need the word for myself. Hey, I don't want to become a castaway. Brother Matt, I love you, but I don't want to be lost trying to preach to you. I don't want to be lost trying to devote my whole life to preaching and reaching you when i got to sit down and let God speak to me. I wonder would you lift your hands right now Lord across this house. You shouldn't even have to search long. It's already at the top of your mind. You know what it is. I pray that you would make your way down to this altar right now. I don't care if you're 50. I don't care if you're 80. I don't care what your age is. If you know you're holding on to things that God's not pleased with, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jealousy. Envy. Strife. Come on, does any of those things touch close? Bitterness? Unforgiveness? Come on. Come on. Come on. You can put up your wall tonight. You can erect your defense tonight. But I want to beg you, if you got it in your home, get it out tonight. If you got it on your phone, get it off tonight. If you need to go back to an old flip phone, then do it. Whatever you got to do to be saved. Oh, God, I don't want it to cause me to be lost. I don't want it to cause me to spend an eternity separated from God. We talk a lot about hellfire and brimstone. But what about the pain of the separation? Knowing that you can never feel the presence of God again. I'm getting a grip. I'm getting a grip. I'm selling out. Oh, I know what it's like to lay on the floor, face down, with my hands stretched out in front of me faced up upward with my empty palms facing heaven and praying God take this bitterness out of me I don't want to be lost my wife laying on my back covering my back with tears crying praying God let it don't let us be lost God empty us from this bitterness we don't want to be lost You don't know what they said, preacher. No. But it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's time to get a grip. It's time to get a grip. It's time to get a grip. I said it's time to get a grip. 
those that endure to the end, same shall be saved. There's a lot of exits, stops. There's a lot of detours. There's a lot of exit ramps where you could say, well, I was offended. And you could, you could leave and some people would probably pat you on the back and say, well, if anybody has a right to be offended, it's you. They shouldn't have treated you like that. They shouldn't have done you that way. And maybe you could justify yourself. But is it worth it? I'm picking up my shield of faith. I've let it down long enough. I felt the sting of these fiery darts long enough. Come on, pull your heart out. Pull your heart out. Pull your heart out. Come on, pull your heart out. Pull your heart out. Pull your heart out.
You want to pour it out? Come on, you want to pour it out? Oh, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. I said it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Oh, Jesus. I think I'll tear down my bars. I think I'll build bigger barns. I think I'll do whatever I feel like doing. It's a, I got plenty of time. It's all right. It's all right. You got to realize what time it is. You got to realize what time it is. It's time. It's time to awake out of sleep. It's time to cast off the works of the flesh. It's time to cast off the works of darkness. It's time to fall in love with the Word of God. It's time to stand on the Word of God. those that are praying that's good oh but if you're through praying for yourself I wonder would you begin to think of uh, some of your lost loved ones I wonder would you begin to think about some of your lost children come on come on come on begin to think about sinners and backsliders that are connected to this church come on would you begin to pray would you begin to pray you saw who wasn't here tonight You, you know those that are struggling come on let's begin to intercede for our church family let's begin to intercede for the prodigal son for the prodigal daughter oh we still got some that are still here oh but we want God to shake the prodigal son we want God to stir up the prodigal daughter come on come on those that have compromised with the devil those that have negotiated with sin pray that God would wake them up pray that God would stir them Let the worshipers around. Let the worshipers. 
the sons and the daughters sing. Come on, I'm selling out tonight. I'm selling out tonight. I surrender, Lord. Come on, come on. You want to draw some lines in your home tonight? You want to draw some lines in your house tonight? Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, yes, yes. I'm doing it because I love you, Jesus said. I'm doing it because I love you. I'm drawing you out of the world. I'm separating you from the world. Not to ridicule you, not to make you look strange, but so that I can bless you, to bless others. I'm putting my mark on you. I'm putting my stamp of approval upon you. I'm buying the truth. I'm buying the truth.